I'm back. The shed's back. Oh my god, the shed's back, guys. It's been almost two months. I don't even know if... I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm just an awful host. Oh, shit. I forgot a pencil. I have a checklist. Like, I, this overview, I wrote a box next to every single bullet point, so now I can, like, check it off I talk if I'm done talking about it. Oh, it's okay. I'll be, I'll be right back. Oh shit! I, <laughs> I'm just I, I tried to stop recording and I just didn't again. This is a fun, a fun callback. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll be back for real this time. I'm back. I'm back. I have a pencil now. All right, we're gonna start with uh. You know, no, I I don't want to just jump in. I do want to say, guys, I just, uh, yeah, I, I feel bad because I've been gone for so long. Uh, I'm not losing passion because I do really, really enjoy doing this. I'm just, I'm just, I suffer from chronic laziness and uh, I'm also like the worst worker like on the planet like when it comes to schoolwork. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not dumb. Like I'm, I'm super happy about my P, my PSAT score. Like I'm really psyched about it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about how, like, if I take that score, and then if you, it shows the higher version, which is my predicted SAT score. And if I actually study for the SAT, when I take the real thing, I could like, I could try to go for Harvard or like Stanford or something. Like I'm really, I'm really happy about my PSAT score. But I don't have guys. I'm when it comes to normal schoolwork, I'm not a good worker like at all. Like, I, it's it's bad, but we need to move on from that. That's not a fun topic. Oh, we're not going to move on to a very fun topic either. What we're moving on to is, is arguably worse with a degenerate review on Jim Jones. Everyone loves Jim Jones, right? Oh, my God. This is awful. Don't worry. This will, this will, this like, this will get happier, like, like, later. This will get better. This will get better. So here we go. Jim Jones, okay? Who is Jim Jones, you may ask? Oh yeah, I actually put together like a case file. I got this fun little I got this fun little sketch of Jim Jones that I did next to the Degenerate Review, like this box that says Degenerate Review colon Jim Jones exclamation point. Here we go. Jim Jones, okay. What is he known for? Well, he's known for Jonestown. Jonestown was a settlement in Guyana. Oh, I know this sounds ancient, but this is this was like in the seventies. It was a fucking settlement, but it was in the seventies, uh, where he orchestrated a mass suicide, which killed nine hundred nine people, three hundred four of them being children. That was the, it was the single biggest loss of American life until nine eleven, like all at once. That that is insane. Okay, so we we have Jonestown. That was the mass suicide. And the suicides were carried out by the by drinking flavor aid. Some people think it's Kool Aid. This is where the phrase "Don't drink the Kool Aid" comes from. But no, it was called. It's a version called, or just like a cheaper. I'm not gonna say cheaper. I don't. Know, I don't want to bust shit on this brand, guys. Come on, guys. But it was um, carried out by drinking flavor aid, which was laced with cyanide. And the entire process, like the entire, the entire time it took for all 909 people to just perish was, <sighs> guys, I'm sorry about the dogs barking. I got, I had to leave my door open. There's room being done on, on, in the house right now. I mean, room being done. There's work being done on the house right now. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go tell everyone I'm recording. Hold on. Sorry guys, hold on. I was about to say something. I was about to. Say, I didn't get the visual I was saying. Okay, I'll be back. Hold on. I'm back. Okay, thank God it's not my entire family. <laughs> because if it was, that would, it would, this would be really hard to listen to. Just my sister. Uh, she says hi, by the way. Uh, so you guys should say hi back. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
And uh, as I was saying, shout out to my sister, Paige Parker. As I was saying, um, these suicides that were carried out by drinking flavor aid laced with cyanide, this entire process, this entire time period of the 909 people all perishing uh, was taped, was it, was it was recorded. So there's audio of the entire thing. It's actually awful. Now, he's known, other things Jim Jones is known for, he required sexual favors from female congregation members uh, in, well, in his congregation in California before... His 1977 move to Guyana because uh, he wanted to escape the negative press in the U.S. Now, he didn't just require the sexual favors from the female members. Uh, a lot he raped a lot of the male members, and not only that, he seemed cool at first. He actually he he actually seemed cool at first because he was like an early racial integrator. So that that's that's pretty cool. But no, no, I don't think he gave a shit about literally any of that because turns out he might not even have believed in the things he was preaching and that he really just abused religion to promote communism. So this is, this guy's really just a barrel of laughs, man. And Guyana, this, their settlement, Guyana, Jonestown, Jonestown was the worst. They were, they, people actually living in Jonestown would live through hard labor. Uh, Jones would give sermons that would last for hours. Uh, most of the residents weren't like normal aged people. They were, I don't know what the fuck normal aged means. But they were either like elderly or minors. If you're a minor, I, <laughs> or an elderly person. I, uh, Jim Jones is probably not a safe person to be around, to be honest with you. And they had $10 million in assets in 1997. I mean, 90. In 1977. So ten million dollars in nineteen seventy seven, that would be forty two million seven hundred seven thousand and three hundred four dollars in twenty twenty. I don't know why I didn't find what that would be in twenty twenty two dollars, but yeah, that's twenty twenty money. Only that you know is as I said earlier, his history of racial integration. Uh the most of the residents, so sixty eight percent of the residents were actually black. Sixty eight percent Jones was not black, but sixty eight percent of all residents were black. And uh, most residents were sleep deprived as well because Joe because the likely the hour long sermon like the sermons that would last for hours of Jones just yelling shit he doesn't even believe in, and the hard labor, and they there was armed guards everywhere. Jones little he had this little militia I guess, and I, I I'm gonna find this right I'm gonna find this out right now. I know that they they would run drills, and the drills. That were like uh, to simulate an attack on Jonestown. Uh, oh my god, dude. They would last for, they used to sometimes last for days. Like actually, they were just, and they wouldn't tell, they wouldn't tell their eyes that it was a drill. He, wouldn't, he didn't tell the people living there it was a drill, man. I'm looking for the, I'm trying to find the, uh, any sort of. I'm trying to find this section on Wikipedia right now because I know I read this on Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia about um, about the super long, uh, the the super fucking long drill. Man, I gotta stop cursing, man. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I can't find it. Hang it, man. No, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay. In the meantime, you guys should tell, you guys should like, uh, tell me, you know, how have you guys been doing? You know, you guys should, uh, yes, yeah, actually snap me. Yes. Yeah, message me on Snapchat. Uh, if the past two months, if you've enjoyed them or if you haven't, that's really, uh, that's, you know, that's it, man. That's, that, that's it. That's the, that's what you should do actually. Okay, here. One drill, okay, lasted for, in, in September of 77, lasted for six days. And he would hide guards in the, he, sometimes he'd have his guards hide in the forest and just shoot to simulate an attack. And, and the community members would just remain at the pavilion 
and uh, Jones would tell them, like after he would yell alert, alert, alert over the loudspeaker, he would tell them, oh, and then armed cross, like armed guards with guns and crossbows, fucking crossbows, would, would like be right, would like get it, get it, like on guard. He would uh, tell them that <laughs> they were surrounded by agents who were about to destroy them. He would lead them in prayers and chants and singing to ward off the impending attack, as Wikipedia states. And not only that, again, that's fucking six days. Six days. And they, it's not like they could leave, either. Like It's not like they could leave Jonestown. So it was really more like a prison, I guess, man. And Jones, uh, th throughout his entire... Uh, god awful career. Uh, just loved drug use, and there is a visible. There is a visible increase at Jonestown, and he was very. He was also extremely paranoid, and I think that that's a lot of his. Uh, just absolute. That's like the reason behind a lot of his just absolute insanity in the seventies. But then here we go. We have a story that led to the downfall of Jonestown, the murder of Congressman Leo Ryan. So, Leo Ryan was a congressman who, again, after all this negative press about uh, Jones's congregation in California, and they moved to Guyana and built Jonestown, Leo Ryan wasn't having it, and he, won he led an investigation in November of 1978. Now, he actually managed, he definitely un uncovered some awful things and managed to take 15 members who wanted to leave with him. Okay? However... While leaving at an airstrip, the like Kai, Kai something airstrip, Kai, Kaituma, by leaving at the Kaituma airstrip, he was killed by Jonestown fucking gunmen. Okay, he was like Jim Jones sent sent some of his militia down there to kill Ryan, and he did. And they the gunmen did. Some of Ryan's team survived, um, which is why. Jones orchestrated the mass suicide because then those people who survived could like, you know, tell the U.S. like, hey, this place is awful. We got to send troops over there. So and I'd like to say rest in peace to uh, Congressman Leo Ryan, uh, NBC reporter Don Harris, who was again, who was killed by the gunmen as well. All these people were, by the name, were killed by the gunmen. Uh, NBC cameraman Bob Brown, huge shout out, fucking huge shout out to NBC cameraman Bob Brown, because despite being killed by the Jonestown like goons, uh, he actually managed to get footage of uh, of so he actually managed to get some footage of what was going on at Katuma Airport at Katuma Airstrip, which is dedication. Uh, San Francisco Examiner, that's like the San Francisco Examiner is like a I think it's a newspaper, you know, it's just like a news source. Uh, photographer Greg Robinson, and Temple member Patricia Parks, who she was being extracted from Jonestown to escape because the place is horrible, but she was also killed in the process so then because of how people had been to jonestown and actually escaped and were going back to the u.s that's when jo jim jones orchestrated the mass suicide with the with the kool-aid spread everywhere where everyone had to drink their fun not fun awful actually actually they're that they drink their kool-aid well actually flavor aid okay and uh that that had uh you know that had uh uh, cyanide in it, and yeah, that's how 909 people all killed themselves at once, and along with 304 of them were children, 304 of them, so I guess this guy is like the anti-Bill Graham, like the anti-Billy Graham, uh, that's awful, yeah, we should do awesome person <laughs> review, we should do, we should, we should do like a, not just degenerate review, we should do like, what, what's the opposite, what's the opposite degenerate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to thesaurus right now, because I don't want to just say like, a hero review, I want to, Find a better, like, word. Degenerate thesaurus. Because I guess we could do the opposite of... <laughs> we did, like, the opposite of every person that I that I named. Like, you know, I want to find degenerate the noun. Okay, I guess I can't find it. We'll, we'll just call it, like, like moral. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll just, we'll just call it like a generate review. <laughs> yeah, generate review. That's it. Yeah, generate review. So for Jim Jones, we're getting like his like mirror, his his like awesome mirror, Billy Graham or something. This is awesome. 
Yeah, because I'm just reading right now that uh, Billy Graham argued that it would be a mistake to identify Jones in his cult as Christian. And he was joined by other Christian leaders in alleging that Jones was demonically possessed. That's that's crazy. These people, these like, they they weren't just saying he was a bad person. People like Billy Graham were saying he was possessed by demons. And I mean, I know I'm not going to take a like a religious stance on the podcast, but considering the, some of the shit that Jones pulled, I really can't say I blame them. Which all this leads Jones to getting yet another ten out of ten. Look at that, ten, another ten out of ten degenerate, Mister Jim Jones. Can you guys believe it? Wow, I can't, I can't believe it, Mister Jim Jones. Absolutely horrible job. You are a piece of shit. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, I hope you guys like the Jim Jones uh, degenerate review. Now we're moving on to some other topics. One thing I would like to talk about before I forget is my tortoise. My tortoise, Sheldon, uh, in, the, in my time away from the podcast, I cleaned his cage and I brushed him off. And uh, yeah, I, I gave him like a bath, you know, like I put him in water and I got a soft bristle toothbrush. Not cold water. He's a reptile. Okay, that's can't put him in cold water. And then uh, I... Uh, what the hell? Okay, sorry, I was distracted. I'll close this. I don't want to get distracted, guys. I need to focus on recording. So yeah, I cleaned out his cage. Um, and I also started, like, uh, I gave him that bath. I also started cleaning the cleaning out the cage kind of daily, like taking out old lettuce and changing the water. But unfortunately, and it was going good, but unfortunately he got moved down here to the basement. And I'm, I'm so sad about that because I don't want him to have to endure uh, the fucking gamer PC shrieks. Let out by my brother, who happens to sit, like, right next to him. Because Sheldon is on this table. I'm at Drew's setup right now, and Sheldon is on the table right next to me. Hey, his name's Sheldon, by the way. It's bad. But, yeah, I love Sheldon. Big shout-out to Sheldon. i also like to give a shout-out to Mallory Redlinski, because I told her that I'd give her a birthday shout-out if I recorded. It was her birthday last weekend, and I did not record last weekend. But I'm going to hold true to... I'm, I'm still going to give her a shout-out, nonetheless. And also, shout out to uh, Charlotte Coons, because I told her I would a while ago. And uh, yeah, man. Now, we're moving on to what happened during Halloween. Uh, I went to a party on Halloween. It was just super fun. Uh, my costume, you guys would never fucking guess. Uh, you might actually guess pretty easily. I dressed as Bob Dylan. I just I just threw it together and thought it was fun. And funny. Well more just fun. It was more just a fun thing to do. Uh I got these a I got these like AV if you look up Bob Dylan Live nineteen seventy four, I like a that was what my outfit was based off of that look. Uh I got this flannel shirt under a under a suit and um without a tie. And uh, this scarf and these aviators. I kept a harmonica in my coat and like the suit coat. And I also got this red notebook, and on it I wrote Blood on the Tracks, because that's like the album that would come out after the tour. So I was really enjoying it. I was, and I, I was really happy with how it looked as well. And yeah, I got a lot of positive reception, I guess. Everyone there liked it, so thank you. Thank you to everyone who was there to uh, for like being cool, you know, for like liking my costume. And then uh, we did have to move, however. We had to just change locations. So we did, and there's not really much I, uh, there's not really much to say. I mean, I just I just had a lot of fun. So it was a lot of fun, you know, guys. Uh, I, I don't really do I don't really do things like that. I do. I'm busy with homework a lot. So I guess that was the first time I've really gone to a party like that, you know. And uh, yeah, it was super fun. Now, here's something I forgot to talk about last episode. After this, I'm gonna do song of the week. Well, songs of the week, because it's been a few weeks, guys. Here. Uh, I watched a movie called No Country for Old Men, and it was absolutely fantastic. Seriously, it was amazing. Oh, my God. So, basically, a big part of this movie, a big part of this movie. Well, first, I'll, like, give a, like, a plot. I'll, I'll, like, say, like, a description of the movie. So, it's about these, there's these three guys. That we follow, these three main characters. 
I need to make sure I know all their names. I forget. Because one of them, their first name is never really said. But, uh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I got it, I got it. So, there's three characters that we follow. First, uh, Llewellyn Moss. Now, Llewellyn Moss is just this Texan, okay, it's based in Texas in 1980. And Llewellyn Moss, I'm pretty sure it's based in 1980. When... So let's say, yeah, it's based in 1980, and Llewellyn Moss is just this guy who lives in, like, a trailer in the desert, and he he's, like, out hunting, and he sees this, like, drug deal gone bad. So he goes there, and he uh, picks up on a, he picks up a trail to a, ca- a case of money with $2 million in cash in it. So he plans on keeping it. However, he's, by doing this, He's now being pursued by two people. One of them is Sheriff Ed Tom Bell. Sheriff Ed Tom Bell, played by Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, Lauren Moss is played by Josh Brolin, who was, uh, like, Thanos in Cable. But then uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays Ed Tom Bell. Now, Sheriff Bell just is looking for... is is looking for the uh, Lauren Moss to get this money because, you know, it's it's not exactly clean money. So he's trying to do the good thing, you know. He's a police. He's a, he's a he's a sheriff. He's an old he's an old school sheriff. And then the other, however, that, that's like that's like the highest, I guess, like the moral middle ground is like Llewellyn. And then the 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 top, the highest there is is Ed Tom Bell. Now, but we haven't gotten to the bottom left. <laughs> the bottom left. We haven't gotten to the bottom yet. Okay, the bottom moral ground of this movie out of the three characters, the other character that is chasing in pursuit of Llewellyn for the money is Anton Chigurh. Now, Anton Chigurh is hired by a uh, by the cartel who or who orchestrated the drug deal and wants their money back. He's hired to kill Llewellyn and get the money. Well, really just get the money because Anton would probably choose to kill Llewellyn uh, even if they didn't hire him for it because I don't think they did it. They just wanted him to get the money. Why would he do that? Because he is an absolute psychopath. So he's this fucking psychopathic hitman that's hired to get the money back from Llewellyn. Okay. Now this, um, yeah, that's it. And it was a, and a big part of this movie is how there's no music at all throughout this entire movie. There's no music. So that's really that's a really unique way of storytelling because that can really immerse you in a movie. Like that's crazy. Like. You know, video like uh, a lot of the time, video game storytelling can be amazing. Like in Red Dead Redemption Two, because you, it feels like you are the protagonist, and that's just that's just cool. That puts you right in the story. Well, this kind of does that by having no music, and that's super cool. And it's super cool. Although I will say, when I first watched the movie, there's a lot of stuff I really didn't understand. Like uh, like a lot of plot points I really didn't understand, but I watched it. I watched it a second time with my mom because I really wanted her to see it. And uh, you yeah, know she she loved it. She it's like it's like one of her favorite movies now. And yeah, I loved it again because I when I watched it again, I actually understood what happened. Okay, you yeah, know that was oh my, it's such a good movie. Highly recommend it to like anyone listening, everyone listening right now. You should, you should watch No Country for Old Men. Now, song of the week. Okay. This is gonna song of the week's gonna we got song of the week guys we got song of the week. Why the song of the week that I was planning on because I wanted to record this during like Thanksgiving time like two weeks ago. Is it makes no difference by the band live from the last waltz. Okay, it makes no. This is this song is awesome. It was really is it was recorded this performance like this concert last waltz it's the bands you know they're just called the band uh it was their final final live performance they were they're retiring well I, it wasn't really but they were gonna retire from touring and uh it was recorded on Thanksgiving day like they gave the entire audience in this big ass like in winterland ballroom is what the venue was called were given a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. And that that is that is so cool, and the band's like they're like tied with the Grateful Dead for like the greatest live act ever. And this is this is clear. 
this this right here, this performance, it makes no difference. Clearly shows that. So it makes no difference concert version from the last waltz. That's a song. <laughs> the a song. I can't say of the week because it's been a lot of weeks. But this is a song for this episode. Now, we got another. We got two other songs of the week. Okay, well, we got two other songs of this episode. Being none other than If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley and Unchained Melody by Elvis Presley. Mainly the versions from the Elvis Presley movie soundtrack, from the Elvis movie soundtrack. Because it has the, like, remastered sound. It sounds amazing. Oh, my. So, I'm super excited to talk about this. I watched the Elvis movie. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. I, I thought it was... I thought that movie was incredible. I can't imagine thinking it's not. And uh, I thought it was also... It was completely heartbreaking. Especially my favorite... My favorite scene in the movie is when they, they recreated Elvis's final recorded performance of Unchained Melody. And... Okay, a lot of people really, really hated Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, but I liked it. I don't know. I, I I was fine with it. I didn't like know when I was watching the movie. I didn't think like this is awful. Like I was I was truly unaffected by it. And I like two things: the portrayals of Elvis and Parker aren't just like fucking jokes. Like the portrayal of Parker isn't just like a stingy, like a fat, stingy, like anti-Semitic. Uh, like, uh, even though he probably said stuff that is anti-Semitic, isn't just like a fat, stingy, anti-Semitic, like, abusive manager. I mean, there's more to him. And the portrayal of late career Elvis is not just a, like, f- fucking, again, also fat, also fat, fucking, like, uh, he's like, he's not just like, oh, look at the big, look at the big fat guy who knows karate and has all the guns and he... And he absolutely swallow, like absolutely inhales like peanut butter banana sandwiches. Oh, he's so crazy! What's he gonna do next? Oh, he's gonna karate kick the Beatles for being un-American. Like the, it wasn't like stupid like that. It was very, it was a lot more serious. It's nice to see a serious portrayal of late career Elvis. And it really did expose me this movie to Elvis's vocal talent. I thought the greatest singer ever. I thought it was gonna be either. Uh. Michael Jackson or Freddie Mercury. Like, I thought it would be number one, Freddie Mercury, number two, Michael Jackson, or number one, Michael Jackson, number two, Freddie Mercury. But I thought the third place would be Elvis Presley. I take that back. I think Elvis Presley's first place, especially after, especially after that. Well, If if I Can Dream was a big eye-opener. Uh, you should listen to that on the Elvis movie soundtrack, and that's another song for this episode. But that version of Unchained Melody... On the Elvis soundtrack. By the way, it's not. It's, this is not like Austin Butler doing an Elvis impression, like when he was when he did Trouble. That wasn't actually Elvis. That was awesome. He was like, if "You're looking for trouble." That was Elvis. That was uh, Austin Butler. But uh, <laughs> you're looking for trouble. Come to the right place. You know that's what he sounds like. Because uh, in the movie, when they do early career Elvis, it's Austin, but just Austin Butler doing an impression of Elvis. But when they do Elvis like '68 comeback special and above. Uh, they they use actual Elvis recording, so it's actually Elvis's voice. Cause, dude, you can't you cannot recreate "If I Can Dream" and "Unchained Melody." That that just cannot be recreated. So, "If I Can Dream" was a huge eye opener. Also, I love live music, and I did not know that so many of Elvis's best songs are live. Like my two favorite Elvis songs are being uh, "If I Can Dream" and that absolutely teared the fucking tear-jerking version of Unchained Melody where this is Elvis's final recorded performance he's like 350 pounds uh he, he he's his eyes are he's he's drenched in sweat he can barely stand up his eyes are completely bloodshot his body has been very very damaged by drug use but his voice on that performance of Unchained Melodies, absolutely incredible, and might have been. It might just be my favorite Elvis song. I was also, I was also absolutely jamming to uh, "Suspicious Minds" from the Alola from Hawaii special. You know the Alola from Hawaii special? Like 1.5 billion people watched it live. Like imagine today, imagine seeing a Twitch stream. Imagine seeing a Twitch stream that says 1.5 B watching, 1.5 uppercase B watching, because that kind of stuff used to happen, man. Like with Live Aid. 
Live Aid was viewed by like half the entire planet. Uh, Live Aid was like the, the biggest like music, like a music. I don't know, like a fundraiser for Nigeria because they were like starving or something. I don't know that much about Live Aid because I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the music from Live Aid. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, Queen's really good there. That's Queen is like known for their Live Aid performance. Um, Queen's also extremely overrated, but uh, yeah, they're like known for their Live Aid performance. And uh, Live Aid was viewed live by like three three billion people. Like that, like at the time, half the planet. Like that's that's insane. Again, imagine seeing a t- fucking Twitch stream that says that says 3.0 uppercase B watching 3.0 billion watching. That's insane. In Elvis, it had like 1.5 billion watching the Alola from Hawaii thing, and that's just one guy. Live Aid was like uh, Elton John and Queen and U2 and Sting. And all of the like biggest '80s artists and some '70s guys were appearing, like Eric Clapton and uh, Robert Plant. And Jimmy Page did like something together. I I don't I think Mick Jagger and Keith Richards did something together. I don't know. Don't take my word on that. Even Bob Dylan showed up. Uh, he completely bombed. <laughs> don't don't watch that performance. Uh, he did. Bob Dylan was he did go on stage with Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood of the Rolling Stones, but no, he just it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. But uh, at least it looked, at least it looked like they're having fun, even though he bombed in front of two billion people. Oh yeah, it was only two billion. Yeah, Live Aid was two billion, and it was every all the biggest '80s artists and '70s and '60s guys. Yeah, Paul McCartney was at Live Aid, man. Alola from Hawaii was one person. <laughs> that was 1.5 billion. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah. They, they also, I wasn't just listening to Suspicious Minds from Alola uh, from Hawaii on my phone while I was writing this. You know, fun fact. I, like, went on a walk to uh, by this, like, lake, and there's a table with a bench. And I just sat at the table, and I started writing this uh, overview. And while listening to Suspicious Minds from Hawaii... But uh, I also watched it because, like, on Xbox, because Apple Music was recently added to Xbox, and Apple Music has like music videos, and some some artists for music videos they post like live performances. Uh, modern artists don't really do this because live music now has lost everything that makes it cool. But like mainstream pop artists, like live performances, just just aren't cool anymore. But then people like Elvis. They, they, like, post the actual video of the Suspicious Minds performance from Hawaii, and it's awesome. I was watching it on Xbox. I thought it was super cool. And, uh, yeah, man. Straight, amazing, amazing movie. Uh, the Elvis movie. Really, really one of my favorites. But now we got another song. We got another song to talk about. Lovesick Version 2. By Bob Dylan. What is this? And I know what you're thinking. You're all groaning, right? We're all groaning. Like, oh my god, another Bob Dylan song. When will it end? You know, when when will it end? Well, listen, I I have to. I have to name this as a, one, one of the new awesome songs. You know why? Because I recently pre-ordered something. I pre-ordered... Oh, by the way, I'm about to spend a lot of time talking about something that none of you... That none of you care about. At all. But I love it. Okay, so this is my show. This is not your show. This is my show. I'm going to talk about it. I pre-ordered a box set. In case you don't know what a box set is, it's a box of music and it's collectible. It's that simple. I'm not going to get in depth into it. And it can have like a book with it as well. (laughs) Okay? And sometimes it can have music that's exclusive to the set that you can't find on Apple Music or Spotify. This is to like increase sales. So I bought, I pre-ordered Bob Dylan's upcoming box set called Fragments. Now, this upcoming set called Fragments, there's, I'm going to go to the Bob Dylan store right now to tell you guys. There's different versions of it, okay? All of of varying prices and varying content. There's a 20, there's just, there's a $28 version with, uh, that's, that's, uh, just highlights uh, first, I'll say what the box set is. Uh, I remember in the one of one of the episodes, I talked about. I think I think in episode one actually, I brought up because because yeah wait no in episode three, yeah because episode yeah because episode three I wrote an overview, 
and I remember, yeah, no, I went in depth on Dylan's voice. I mentioned an album, Dylan's big 1997 comeback album called Time Out of Mind. Now, it's known for its like dreamy, like lo fi production. And, uh, you, know, you know, if you think lo fi Bob Dylan sounds interesting, listen to Not Dark Yet. That song is beautiful, man. That's one of his best lyrical works. So, Fragments, what Fragments is, it's a, a set that is focused on time and of mind. So it includes, I'm, re- I'm reading directly from the website right now, a 2022 remix of the original recordings on time out of mind. However, a lot of the dreamy lo-fi effects have been removed. So it's, it's going to sound more like how the songs sounded when the musicians originally played them. This is not meant to replace time out of mind in any way. This is just meant to be an alternate like view of it. Like the same, it was the same way on this other box that I bought that was focused on an album called Blood on the Tracks, where it had a different mix that was more, that was more intimate, stripped away the iconic echo effect of Blood on the Tracks, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like that. It's not meant to replace it because you you can't replace Time in Mind. And then it also includes twenty five outtakes and alternate versions. So 25 songs that like, uh, okay, well, not different songs, just 25 outtakes and alternate versions of songs uh, from the Time Out of Mind sessions. And this is fun. There's, this is what I am actually like really, really, really excited for. There's live versions of, there's a, there's live versions of every single track on the album. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for that, especially because the format I bought this set in is just meant for blasting live music. I'll talk about that in a second. And there's also uh, bonus music that's uh, previously released time out of mind material from the from like uh, past entries in the bootleg series. That's what this box is. This box is part of something called the bootleg series. And of course, it's got a, the classic box set book. With uh, extensive liners notes and previously unseen photography. This photography looks really cool. I realize. So, yeah, I'm super excited for this, man. Now, there's four versions of it. There's the $28 two CD version with just highlights. Okay. There's the $100 four LP. So, four vinyl records for all you kids out there. Uh, so, the four LP with. That's also just highlights, okay? You know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of content. Then there's a five CD version that's hundred forty dollars. Oh yeah, the four LP version was hundred dollars. I don't know if I mentioned that. Five LP, no, five CD, hundred forty dollars. That is not highlights. It's everything. Okay, so it's everything I named. Then there's a two hundred thirty dollar ten LP, ten vinyl records. 10 vinyl records uh, for $230 and it's this version is like strictly limited and it's also numbered so like if you if you uh, buy one it will come with a number so you know what like number you got like what what when it was like manufactured uh, and <laughs> I want you to guess which one I pre-ordered guys okay you if you guessed the uh, $230 10 LP version that's strictly limited and numbered, then you would be correct. I did spend $230 on music that I can listen to on my phone. And I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, I've like never bought uh, anything vinyl before. So I'm excited to use these and I'm excited to hear vinyl versions of, uh, because Apple Music is identical to the sound of a CD, but vinyl is a deeper, uh, more re- like resonant sound. Here, I'll go into that. That's that's something I want to talk about. Vinyl versus uh, CDs. So basically, the sound. Also, the the price of the set. It was two hundred. It's two hundred thirty dollars. But if you plus shipping for like, because <laughs> it's not. I don't know why shipping's really expensive, but it's like two hundred sixty something. Uh, and since it's 10 vinyl records, I don't know if you guys have seen the size of a vinyl record, but this set is going to like physically be giant. Like, I don't know where to put this. I have a shelf because I like collect box sets. And I have a shelf that they're on, but, uh, 
I don't know if this one can fit on the shelf. I don't know what's what I'm going to do. But I'm just super excited for it to get here. It comes out on Jan- January 27th. So yeah, I have a ways to wait, unfortunately. But I'm super excited. And here, the CD versus vinyl sound. Now, vinyl is a deeper, more resonant sound, okay? C- but CDs have better channel separation. If you know what that is, it's like basically just... Uh, each individual like instrument and vocal being mixed, uh, you can hear them. They're, they're, they're separated better. Like they're, they're clearer, and uh, there's also more varied pitch on a CD. And uh, so, vinyl is really good for like blasting heat. You know, like like, like just blasting heat. But then if you but a more intimate analytical listen is what a CDs are good for. So that's one of the reasons I got the vinyl one. Because one, I want to blast heat. And there's all these and there's these heat live versions of the songs. And two, if I want to know what they'd sound like as a CD, I could just go on Apple Music. So yeah, and I'm so excited for this, okay? Because I thought there are some songs I hear on Time of Mind. I'm like, I wonder what that would sound like without the dreamy lo-fi stuff. And this is every, this is everything I wanted for a while. I've wanted a remix of, tw- of Time Out of Mind for a while with with like without the lo-fi. And I have wanted live Time Out of Mind songs and live Time Out of Mind era songs for a while now. And I in this fine I'm finally getting that. I'm super I'm super excited. Next topic, guys, a new game was recently released, okay? Modern Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Here's another uh, here's another way I managed to waste money. I spent like a hundred dollars. I pre I pre ordered Vault Edition of Modern Warfare Two. First off, may have been a mistake because my there is an issue with every single person who pre ordered Vault Edition and every single person who maybe everyone who pre ordered the game. Uh, only on Xbox, by the way, where it would just tell me that I don't own the game every time I try to pay it. I pay it every time I try to play it. It would just tell me that I don't own it. So I couldn't play it for a while. And I was going to... Before before this next thing happened, uh, I was going to, like, bash Microsoft. Like, God damn it, man. I spent so much money, man. It's not even... Yeah, I'm getting ripped off, you know? But no, no, no. I played the game, and it's amazing. This game is awesome. I can't bash Microsoft. This is... This, this game is the best, you know? <clears throat> I'm just taking a drink. It's so fun, man. Oh, my... Oh, my gosh. Gosh, yeah, I'm gonna start saying, "Oh my gosh!" Now this is gonna be, this is gonna become a a PG family friendly podcast. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's actually so fun, you know. Oh wait, hold on, guys, we got someone down here. Hey, Drew. Oh, guys, by the way, fun fact: Drew's taller than me now, so I want you guys to give him a big round of applause. Can you please, guys? Drew, my brother is a physical menace. Okay, he's six one. He's he's not fat, <laughs> you know. You know, unlike 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 some specific other brother in our family. That he okay. He like he, I am. He's gonna. I'm telling you guys. He's gonna be a menace. Okay. If you 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 mess with him, you know, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get bigger, and you're you're gonna be done for. You know, you're gonna be fucking owned. But yeah, Drew's. I was the tallest kid in the family for a long time. Uh, back in middle school, I was almost a whole head taller than Drew. But now he's taller than me. It's crazy. So everyone, congratulate Drew for being in the, like a whopping six one. And then uh, so yeah, he just he was just on the stairs seeing what I was doing because like, he might want to play PC. But I'm I'm recording I'm recording the shed, dude. Finally, I'm recording this episode. So yeah, Modern Warfare Two, awesome. I haven't played the campaign yet. I probably should. Uh, I love I dude the gunsmith is so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. And the Vault Edition skins are also so cool. Like, they brought back uh, this character named Soap. They brought him back from the original Modern Warfare games back in... When was that? That was, the, like, between 2009 and 2012? When was... I, don't, I can't remember when the... I thought 2007 was the first Modern Warfare. But yeah, from the... They brought back uh, Soap McTavish. And he looks badass, man. They gave all of them skull masks for Ghost, because Ghost is, like, the fan favorite... And he's like, I guess he's like the fo- like the focal character of uh, Modern Warfare 2's campaign, I'm guessing. 
and oh, uh, everyone just looks so cool. They even took new characters from modern from the uh, 2019 game that are inherently less interesting because they're not the absolute like banger characters that were Captain Price and Soap McTavish and Ghost. Uh, and they even made them like look just as cool. It's awesome. It re- it's really is awesome. So huge, huge. Uh, I and I can't wait to play the campaign as well, and grind for the can. And do the, I get on the camo grind, dude? I already. I don't play. I haven't played very much. So I don't have many gold camos, but uh, I'm on my way to my third right now. I have gold. I have gold on the M4, and I have gold on the cast off uh, 7.62. You know, so just the AK-47. Yeah, that. <laughs> The, the, like, fake names are is, can get annoying. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the game is so, 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 so fun. The camo system is different as well. It's not, it's not like, gold and platinum than uh, diamond. It's gold and then platinum. Gold and platinum are a lot easier to get because there's, like, a next two layers called, like, Polytonic and, Ori- and uh, Orion. Okay? Uh, so, that, so, it's, like, it's not... I'm not going to say easier, but it's... Because, di- well, getting gold and getting platinum is easier. But that's to make up for the next two camos. Okay, so it's different, and it's uh, that much. It being more rewarding is pro- because getting you get gold and platinum faster is probably going to make it a lot more fun, and a lot more people are going to go for the top camo Orion. So yeah, dude, Modern Warfare Two is awesome. I'm so so happy about that. Now, another another thing I want to talk about. Another thing that's going on right now: the World Cup. The World Cup. Uh, I'll tell you guys something right now when it comes to the World Cup. I don't know anything about soccer. I think the World Cup's really cool, though. I think the World Cup is really, really cool because it's like a global competition. And, like, there's some countries like Germany or Brazil where when they win the World Cup, the entire country, like, fucking explodes with excitement. I, it would be so interesting to be in a place like that when they win the World Cup. I can't imagine the U.S. doing that. Like, I know. Like, the U.S. has absolutely no passion for soccer until the World Cup, okay? But even if the U.S. were to win, I just, I can't imagine us getting excited like that. But uh, maybe we would, actually. I don't know. Because, again, I'm disconnected from, like, the soccer community. But uh, the one game I wrote about was... U.S. v. Wales. U.S. Ver- I don't know why the fuck I said that like a court case. But U.S. versus Wales. Because uh, that was the game that was the most recent one when I wrote this overview. And unfortunately, guys, yeah, it was a one-to-one draw. I know, it was a one-to-one. It was a one-to-one draw. But hey, listen, that's not that's not that bad. Actually, I don't know. I actually don't know if it is. It was a one-to-one draw. And also, I didn't know. I didn't even know who to root for. We were watching it. I don't know why I said we. I don't think I was watching with everyone listening. But it was being watched at school on this big, uh, on this, like, array of six TVs that form one mega TV on this wall in the commons. And, oh, man, everyone at school, like, every single person that was in form, so had access to the TV, was sitting around it, was sitting around it watching it from the, whether it be from the second floor and the first floor. It, it was really cool. And there was US v. Wales, and I didn't know who to root for. Should I root for US because it's my home? I live here, or should I root for Wales because uh, my an- my ancestry is actually Wales, and it would be di- and because it's different. Well, I don't know why I said my ancestry is Wales. That's just like <laughs> I don't mean to call my ancestors fat. I'm talking about the country Wales. My ancestry is Welsh, and on my dad's side, mom's side is Slovak. But uh, and also it'd be different. Like I don't so I don't just default to rooting for the U.S. So I didn't know. Uh, and I guess it doesn't matter which one I rooted for, because again, it was a one-to-one tie. Uh, I heard that Croatia won. I heard that Croatia beat Brazil. I thought Brazil was really good. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the perspective of somebody who knows nothing about soccer. I thought that Brazil was really good, but they lost to Croatia. So are they really good? You guys, let me know. Because uh, and you guys are gonna start letting me know a lot of things. You know why? Because we have the first ever audience interactive activity. Okay. The first ever audience interactive activity is probably gonna it's probably gonna alienate some people because I don't believe everyone eats like this. Uh, but it's about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I got a question for you. I want you guys to uh, all um, male all male listeners. I would like you to email me a response. 
uh, all female listeners, I would like you to add me. I'd like you to add me on Snapchat via search and send me your response. Because we got, I have a question. What makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Okay. What bread? Like like wheat? Like white? Like half wheat? You know? You guys tell he is. You, you tell me. You know? What type of peanut butter? Crunchy or smooth? You know what brand? How is it cut? You know, you get four four squares, two triangles, not cut at all. Do you guys what crust on or off? Tell me that. Especially crust off with the if that's done poorly, then that's just less sandwich. It's cr- and crust off with crust off with four squares. What are you sampling? Maybe you like that because I, I, I'm asking you. What type of jelly? You know. You want uh, strawberry, grape, raspberry, or some obscure like apple cinnamon or something? Like I've had that before; it's really good. And none of the jelly or jam, jelly or jam. I don't, I don't remember the difference. Maybe you do though, and maybe you prefer jam over jelly. I just default to jelly uh, because I like grape jelly. For me personally, my kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich is uh, uh, cut in two triangles, crust on white bread, uh, crunchy peanut butter. And grape jelly. Also, put the put the peanut butter on both pieces of bread, and then put the jelly on one. Uh, why do you do that? Because jelly doesn't mix with bread. Jelly, if you, this is how you make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, like Gordon Davy. That's the best joke I've made all the podcast. Chef Gordon Davy here to to tell you how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You take. The pieces of both pieces of bread, and you put peanut butter on both of them, and then jelly on one. Because if you put jelly on top of bread, bread's not exactly a very solid material, and the jelly will soak into the top of the bread, and it will taste bad. Okay, it's not good. I'm t- you, you fucking donkey. It's not good. Just put peanut butter on both pieces of bread to encase the jelly. This is how you make a good peanut butter jelly sandwich. This is how I do it. But again, maybe you don't do it like that. I'm asking you. Send me your response somehow. Uh, again, for the for the uh, women listening, it would it'd be Snapchat would be preferable. Uh, if you don't want me added, just add me. <laughs> just, just add me, guys. And uh, for the guys listening, I don't fucking care. So yeah, then that's my that's the first audience interactive. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, also, want to talk about my homework situation because you know I've been away for so long. Uh, it's because I'm awful at school. I feel bad about that. But hey, I want to thank everyone here. I want to thank you guys. You guys are the best. You know, I want to thank you all so much for the support. Uh, just with everything, I really hope that the shed hasn't lost hype because this is really fun. But I've just been away for so long because I feel like I I feel bad. I've been a bad host. But uh, you guys have been the best. You guys have been. You guys have. I'm asked multiple times every single week when the next episode's coming, and that's awesome. Because even though every time you ask me, uh, and I, j- I just say like oh, this weekend we'll see, and it never happens. Uh, I, I, I really should just start saying I don't know because that's the truth. I never really do know when it's coming. But uh, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. It really does mean a lot, you know. I guess it's a it's it should act as like a motivator for me to actually get my work done. And uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys. You guys are the best. Another thing with uh, another thing that's completely unrelated to homework and you guys. Uh, I was congested. I had a cold for like five weeks. <laughs> it was it was the worst. Okay. But then I tried these magical these like mystical cough drops. The thing is, they're not cough drops. They're called Hall's Defense. Okay, well, they, they might be cough drops. I don't know. It didn't say. It didn't say cough drop. And uh, it because Hall's has this series. I guess they have this series. Hall's. I would if, if I got sponsored by Hall's, that'd be awesome. Because this is this was this was actually I was amazed by this. Um, Hall's has also has these same kind of things for uh for like stomach pain. And I forget what it's called. It's red. Um, and, dude, I used Hall's Defense after being congested for so damn long, and it was awful. Uh, I, I started using them every hour, because that's what, like, said. You can, have, you can have one every hour. And my congestion got destroyed! 
It was crazy, man. It would get completely annihilated. I, I, it was insane. Big shout out to Halls. You know, I knew that they've always had the best cough drops, but Halls Defenses, that's a little miracle worker and a rapper, man. Oh my God, it was awesome. Another thing I want to talk about is, uh, another thing that's really unrelated. Oh, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll like segue back to my homework situation with, uh, because something I'm trying to do that homework again, the way of is I am trying to coach an opti team. It's true. You know, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's true. I'm trying to coach an opti team. Uh, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Now, why might I not be able to? Well, there's a multitude of reasons. I signed up late. Um, yeah, I signed up really late. And I don't know anything about basketball. So my basketball knowledge and skill, or lack of, is a reason why I may not be able to coach. Uh... I also, uh, also, I found out. This was written before I found out the truth. I can't coach. I need an adult to sign up, and I'm assistant coach. Although I'm, I think I'm think I'm going to try to get. I think I'm, that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. And I would also like to bring up uh, this team. We're not going to be good. This is not going to be a good team. Uh, because <laughs> you know, maybe it will. I'll be more hopeful. You know, the team. Members, so I I will be the head. I'll be the figurehead of Sam Webster, Will Molnar, Kyle McGee, Henry Melregan, uh, the occasional Colson Burkhart, Max Root, Wyatt Smith, and Lucius Yoho. So yeah, we're the mean. We're, we're we're from the mean streets, you know. We're the mean kids on the block, big kids on the block, cool kids on the block. Whatever you think, it's us, and we're coming for you all. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. We're me- we're we're actual menaces, man. You're done. Yeah, you know, you're done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. And then, uh, another thing I want to talk about is unfortunately, we lost, uh, Kevin Conroy passed away. If you're a complete bum, you may be asking, like, who's Kevin Conroy? Well, here. Actually, no, you're not a complete bum. I don't want to be mean to my. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to his fan base. So Kevin Conroy, he's the he is the definitive Batman. Like his voice, he is Batman. He he just is Batman. It's that simple. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's Batman. It's it, it's that simple. He's a, he voiced him in the animated series. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he is the definitive Batman. Like he's the most like comic-based portrayal of Batman. And he also voiced him in these games called Arkham, like Arkham, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and uh, Batman Arkham Knight. It was someone different in Arkham Origins. Uh, those games are... I love those games so much. And I am... I guess I'm saddened by Kevin Conroy's passing. He's He really just is the closest thing we have to, like, uh, just to Batman, just just by his voice. His voice just, like, no, like, even Christian Bale in The Dark Knight is, like, fucking, like, where's the detonator? Like, it's not, it's not Kevin Conroy, man. It was, like, the animated series, despite being before my time and before the time of most of you watching, well, listening, it's a podcast, uh, Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman, without a doubt. Absolutely without a doubt. Yeah, I honestly think that should be common knowledge. Well, I'm not. I'm not insulting people who don't know that, but I just think it be it should be common knowledge. That's what Conroy deserves, man. Because it is his. Because he just is a living and walking Batman. One hundred percent. He's Batman. It's no, no, no question to it. You know. And yeah. Now, that is the end of part one of the return special. So, I'm worried. I'm getting worried. Because this is actually a lot less... This is going by a lot faster than I thought it would. Ooh. I thought I would have to... Because I wrote a one-page overview. And that one-page overview was an hour and 20 minutes. And it had spaces in between each line. Well, not not each line, but like every time there's a new topic, it have spaces. 
to have a space. This does not have a space in between each line, and it's six pages. However, I just covered one, two. Keep in mind, these aren't like book pages. These are like big pieces of paper. They also like big writing, so it probably doesn't matter at all. Um, uh, pretty much 3.25. So I just covered like three and a quarter pages in under an hour 20. Actually, in an hour. So I'm getting kind of worried. I don't know if, I don't know how much content I actually have. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, well, um, I think I'm going to take a break from recording. Uh, I don't want to take up my brother's time. I, I feel like he wants to play on the PC, and I'm fine with that. Okay, so this this is part one of the return special. I hope you guys enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I, it's. I don't, I don't have to say I hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys aren't going to have to wait long. I'm going to release the part two at the exact same time. <laughs> so, yep. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope you start listening to part two very shortly. I'll see you then.